Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Glad to bring back another episode again. I, I still don't think I hit my stride until about the fourth episode. So, you know, give me a chance as I get back into it. I don't want to take away from anything that Kellen talks about in this episode because I, I just, again, so much value. I do have new sponsors. I just haven't gotten to do that work. I've got crazy things going on in a positive way, but man, I can't wait to share them with you. Um, I do, uh, will mention again, Gusto, because that is one that, that actually somebody did reach out to me again, just private message me if you want a hundred dollar gift certificate, a visa gift certificate for joining. We've, we switched to that. Um, and it's been a great, uh, great, uh, thing for us, especially as I step away to do other things. Um, I'm able to, we were traveling, um, last week, I guess it was, and I was able to update you know, employees hours, review everything right from there. And, you know, so for me, those functions, the ability to do it on a cloud changed the game for us. And as my wife and I want to do some more traveling and, you know, maybe uh, visit Florida in winter as opposed to summer um, for extended period of time, those of you down in Florida, you might see me for a bit. Um, this gives me an option. Um, and again, I still have control, tons of tracking, tons of options, and all that tax stuff gets handled. That's really, really important, um, especially as you scale, because it just gets voluminous. <laughs> I mean, it really does. So super excited about that. And again, we're, we're merging all our benefits with them just for ease. Um, I'm not saying it's the cheapest, but again, I'm not looking to build a cheap company. I'm looking to build a good company. And so therefore, uh, I'm looking for ways to save time because time is my uh, number one commodity um, that I have right now. So anyway, uh, let's get into the podcast. I think uh, there's some great stuff here. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 440, Kellen Ambrose. Um, it's funny. We get, we start with how long it's been since I've had Kellen on. And I was so excited about bringing him on because he's grown so much, but there's something that's really interesting in the beginning we talk about. And I think it's so important uh, those of you who doubt yourself, Steve, <laughs> those who wonder, what if, what if, what if, what if, shiny, shiny, shiny. Um, if that's you, uh, you hopefully get something from this episode. I think it, I think it, it's just so, so cool. We get into a lot of very cool things, um, not as many technical things about selling on e-commerce, but listen to what he's dialing in. Why is he succeeding when others are not? There's a common trait here, and it's, it's him working on himself. So, you know, is this the year you work on yourself? This is the year I work on myself, right? You know, it's new year. Um, this is definitely one of the years I work on myself and, and really dial in and really develop my team to be able to handle things so I can, can do other things. So I think it's a great example, um, and I love that his, his wife is working with him. It's just a phenomenal, phenomenal story. Um, and what you can do and what he's done. Um, and he'll tell you he's nothing special. I might argue that, but let's get into the podcast. And welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. I'm very, very excited about today's guest because it's a return guest and I'm going to blow his mind. We haven't spoken, uh, on the podcast since 2018, July 9th of 2018, Kellen Ambrose. Is that crazy? (laughs) Yeah, that's that's uh, that's longer than I realized. That's that's a long time. It, it's funny, uh, Sean Eumanchuk mentioned to me. He's like, Steve, you got to talk to Kellen. He's doing great things, and and I'm like, yeah, I had him on 
but I'm like, oh, it wasn't that long. And I went back four years. And and I want to lead the, the podcast right right with this. I want somebody, if they want to learn Kellen's story, go back and listen. You know, back it was, uh, and I'll have a link here, but July 9th, 2018. But for the most part, and I understand you've pivoted and you changed and you modified. But generally speaking, you're still doing what you were doing four years ago, correct? Yeah. Broadly. Um, I- yeah, I mean, I, I, I have a drop shipping business. But here's my point. Four years ago, you were doing this and having some success. You're four years later, and you're having a lot more success. Is there a clue there? Because you basically haven't pivoted a million miles. Like, I, I have shiny object syndrome. You'll, you'll drop this, and I'll be like, oh, I should do this. Or I'll hear, you know, Andy, like, oh, I should do that, you know. How, did, how do you stay so focused and, and concentrated I, th- well, I think anyone that's an entrepreneur definitely deals with uh, that shiny object syndrome it's I mean it's easy to get distracted by the next new thing uh, or that new you know shiny object I guess um, I mean what is what has allowed me to stick with it I would say um, sometimes when you get those little those those wins um, that when you start seeing that progress, it, it can be contagious and it, it gives you a lot of momentum where you, you want to keep getting more of that and more of that. So wait, you, so you're just taking and dialing it in. Is that what you do? Yeah, that, um, you know, worked with some coaches. Um, uh, I've taken a lot of courses, um, masterminding with people, um, you know, usually, you know, try to think of different things, you know, different experiment and test different things that other people aren't doing. So people are zigging and try to zag sometimes. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But a few times it's worked really well and I've hit some some pretty pretty big home runs with it too. So and I've had to get some failures. You're course. working on yourself in essence, really. The model Definitely. is the model and you're tweaking here and there, but it's you you're working on. Constantly have to. <laughs> well, you just, uh, you know, in a pre-discussion we were talking about, you just finished Tony Robbins' mas- business mastery. Is that the one you just did? Yes. All right. Talk us through that uh, because, again, you're. It's not like. I mean, you're. Uh, you've been to all this training, all these other places, all these other coaches. So you've had this education, but what were you hoping to get from this specifically? Um. <laughs> well, a big thing that I that I got from it is, um, and I think this is common for most people that are business owners because anyone that attends that, um, it's all, it's all types of business, but really, and at the end of the day, business is business. It doesn't matter if you're an e-commerce or, you know, you have a restaurant business or, you know, you're real estate. And, um, the biggest thing that I, I guess I got from this and, and I, and I already knew this, it's, um, you know, 80% of business is mindset. You know, 20% is, the skill you need but 80 percent really is is psychological and once you really understand that and understand get past limiting beliefs and what you can really do that's that's when things really take off and you you get you almost get um that's where people separate themselves that's where you really get like indestructible you know is that is that those two things you just said limiting beliefs and i forget what the other one was that you said what was what was the other one? Um, just breaking through. Okay, I, so I, I think you said something else, but but is that what you're what 
when the mindset, when he says, you know, what is that what you really dial in on is those limiting beliefs? What's holding you? You know, uh, I always uh, listen when I listen to Grant Cardone, it's a little tough to take, but he's super. I mean, he's, you got to give it to him. He does it. He's like, hey, you know, rather than plan for we did three, a little over three million last year. Why not plan for 30 million, Steve? What's the plan for your 30 million dollar business? Right. If I could do three, why can't I do 30? And you start thinking that way. Is that kind of what where you zeroed in on this uh, business mastery? Well, for me personally, I think my business is, well, I, I, I experienced a lot of growth um, kind of fast. And I starting out, um, so I have my own website. I actually have a few websites now. And the, the type of products I sell are, uh, I sell to like an older demographic of people and they like to talk on the phone. <laughs> so so I, I would, I at first I answered all the calls my myself and um, it got to it got to a point where I was taking like 20 to 30 phone calls a day and you know I'd be out to dinner with my wife or something and I'd you know a phone call would come in and I would just walk away and kind of go to the corner or go to the bathroom and take the call and and I realized quickly I just was I said I can't do this anymore if I want to grow like I'm working way too much in my business and I can't grow like I'm doing like stuff that I shouldn't be doing at this point. So I knew for a long time that I needed to hire people to answer the phone for me. But what um, was the barrier? I, Why didn't you want to hire people? What was the what was the fear? Well, I mean, I, no one. The, my big fear starting out was like no one knows. No one's going to do as good of a job mm, as I. There you go. I, I, You're I, the I best. Can, right? um, another thing is like selling to these people. Um, this demographic of people, um, they're all U.S. based, and um, you know that demographic of people. They don't want to. From my experience, they don't want to talk to someone that you know. I could I could outsource that to someone like people in the Philippines, and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with anyone from the Philippines. But my concern is if they have like a foreign accent, they get thrown off by that. I think elderly people have gotten scanned by, you know, foreign people calling them, and you know whatever 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 their, you know, whatever business or whatever it is. So I wanted to have people with an American accent. That was important to me. And um, I actually went to a conference and I met, um, I was telling these, I went to a Klaviyo conference. I'm not sure if you know Klaviyo. It's an email software provider for Shopify. Okay. No, I'm not familiar with them. And um, I, I was kind of telling someone my pain point with that and explaining basically, basically what I just told you. And they worked with a company um, that that helped them, and they said you need to talk to them, hmm. and that changed that changed my business. And I was really nervous about that. I, I made all these training videos, how to um, you know how to take these you know how to describe. I saw a lot of different types of products. There's a lot. It's kind of complicated. There's complex parts, and um, I tried to make all these training videos. And we had a couple calls, and I just had to let them do it. But when I let them do it, I listened to literally every phone call for probably about five or six months. And I gave them feedback constantly. Every call, I'd tell them what they did right, what they did wrong, you know, encourage them. And just, I had to work with them five, six months, like every single call. But now I don't, I don't listen to calls anymore. I've had them for two years now. And so they build this FAQs and then they just get to a comfort zone. Do you know what your cost per call is? Um, I don't know my cost per call, but I know like the conversion rate per call is way well, better than online. <laughs> yeah. So, so I guess I'm just saying is this, is that, you know, do you spend, you know, a thousand dollars a month or a hundred bucks a month 
And, you know, if you were getting 20 calls a day, right, that would be 20 times 30 days because they probably call seven days a week, that, that type of, that'd be 600 calls, right? And when you get your cost per month, that would give you a cost per call. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, well, um, I would say at this point I get probably 50 to 70 calls a day. Oh, um, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a lot more now. Um, but um, let's see. I've established a good relationship with this with this company, and um, they 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 work with me. um, But I also so out of the call center, they have I think ninety people total that take calls. But out of those ninety people, there's seven people that take calls for my business. So they're you're they're guided towards you. So they just get more comfortable every time they answer the same question again and again and again, right? Yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm always I make myself available. You know, we have a Slack channel, so I make myself available to help when when things arise. But they're pretty good at this point. But I also I gave them I give them some bonus incentives. So I mean, they they can make some they make some pretty good money. I, I think they make I know that the bonuses that I've given them are better than anything they've gotten from anyone else. So, so that that, that, that inspires them a lot. Yeah, you keep them interested. So if you had to hire seven people <laughs> and train them and, and be open, how many days are they open? Seven days a week? Yeah, seven days a week. Okay, so seven days a week. What's the hours? Uh, we're open 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Okay, so if you had to hire staff to do that, uh, seven, you know, what would it cost you, right? When you really sit back and think about it. that I love it. I love the fact that you, you put yourself out there and you solve that problem because the growth issue, you're the limit. Back to the, you're the limit, right? Period. Yeah. I mean, I solved that problem, but then I I created another problem. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, let's go through them. So again, though, you, you, you were out there investing in Clavio training, which is, you know, I'm sure it's specific. We use ConvertKit, so similar. And so you were able to make that connection while you had no plans to address that there, right? That wasn't the reason you went to that conference is to deal with customer service issues. Uh, yeah, I mean to learn more about email, but I've found that a lot of these, you know, I've done, I've been, I've attended a lot of these e-commerce conferences, and usually the most value you get is just the networking more, more so than anything. Because they already have the same problems you have. I, I always tell, I tell these guys all the time. I'm like, I am not going to try to figure this out. We have a, we are very fortunate. We have a group of people we can reach out to. Hey, how did you handle this? Boom. Somebody's always like, oh, just do this, 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 and this. It's like. I would have never gotten there, you know, so that's super cool. All right. Yeah, so- sometimes, sometimes you get that idea, that one idea that can just totally catapult your business. The kernel, right? That little, uh, you know, in, in the accounting world, we used to call it a peel and an onion layers back and forth. And then you can just, you know, keep going. And then all of a sudden you can see it. You could see the center. All right. So you did this change. You were solving a problem. You're like, oh, my God, this is the answer. And then boom. What was the next problem that this created or uncovered, or did yeah was it created or uncovered? That's interesting. Um, I would say it uncovered. That's a good way. Of Ooh, saying it. now think about that. That's pain, right? That's. Let me ask you this, as a guy, I, I want to hear it, but I, and I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I, I think of myself in this scenario. Are you mature enough, emotionally enough, stable enough, confident enough? to own up to those, to recognize that you probably got a hundred more, or are you the guy who's like, I can work through anything. And I just, these aren't problems. These are nothing. No, I have no problem admitting that. <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. Cause that's me, you know, and I, I hate admitting it. It's painful, 
but I got tons of them. I mean, if somebody comes in, we had a group of people at our warehouse, and they were like, oh, this is so great. I'm like, yeah, it's great today. Tomorrow there'll be 100 problems, and, you know, uh, that's the way it goes, you know. Um, so, all right. All right. I appreciate that you are honest with us. Okay, so <laughs> it opened up. It, it uncovered. It, you put a – Dane Wentworth calls it you shined a light on something else. What, what was that issue, or how big was that issue? Well, because I, because that was the big pain point at the time, right? Taking phone calls was a time suck. I, I fixed that. So then that allowed me to focus on pulling bigger levers to grow the business, which I did. And then I grew more. <laughs> uh -oh. And then, and then I create, and then I like, I guess I uncovered stuff that I didn't really think about. So, um, you know, people, there's customer issues. Like I work with manufacturers directly. So, and all the products I have have warranties. Um, so as an example, uh, someone will call and something arrived broken and you know, they need, we need to get the, the, the manufacturer involved to fix that, that problem. I used to have the people from the call center, you know, well, you just send an email to them and then it was just too many people. Um, oh, so you would tell them to reach out to the manufacturer on their own. <laughs> Yeah, try to reach out the manufacturer and resolve that. And then I just had too many people doing this uh, duty, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. And then I and I found I found it to be kind of sloppy and messy. So I just I quickly stopped that and I said, just come to me, and then I'll facilitate all that information and get that resolved, like a return or a warranty information, um, stuff like that. Um, so then I created another job for me. And as I've gotten busier now, of course. With, with more money, there's more problems. <laughs> so now, um, you know, I, I have more warranty issues. I have more returns. Now, like the supply chain issues, there's more stuff back ordered. And, you know, we'll take orders for things that are back ordered um, and, and we'll communicate the ship date of when, you know, it's estimated to ship. But then now that gets pushed back a lot. So, um, you know, I, I try to put this, put a system in place as far as sending emails to those customers like, Hey, I just wanted to update you. This is, um, uh, this has now been pushed back to this date, but then I find that emails can be interpreted, interpreted a certain way. I think yeah. it's better to, to talk to someone on the phone. So I try to, you know, they're already busy taking inbound calls and they can't really do outbound. Um, so I would, I would call. And so now I'm at this point now where it's like, facilitating this information like getting you know dealing with the, the manufacturers for warranty issues and get it resolved for the customer returns and communicating back orders and like i've created that job now for me or this has come to the surface and that's now the new problem that i need to solve is hire someone that will do that so i can grow even more and you're talking many different manufacturers so the war I mean, it's funny we I, literally before this i was just on a call for Andy's company, we're dealing with warranties and we're resetting stuff. And so we're literally like, well, these products, do you do this? This product, you do this. However, and it's like, however, however, however. And I said to him, I said, you got to do a flow chart. Um, one of the other guys that works with us. I'm like, do it as a flow chart. Then we can train the, the, the you know, our tech, tech reps how to handle it based on flow because it's complicated. You throw in, and that's one manufacturer, right? Because we're the manufacturer. What you're describing is six, eight different manufacturers, right? I have 30. <laughs> 30 different manufacturers, all with yeah. different warranties. Um, wow. Okay. So and they have, they have different processes, different ways of getting stuff resolved. Some of them 
are don't communicate as well as others, and you have to kind of be persistent and following up with them. Okay, uh, so like that. I think this is a great lesson. So you uncovered a bigger problem um, because you're growing. If you would have stayed the same, this problem would have been, eh, no big deal. Get a couple calls on that, no big deal. Now you're seeing because you want to grow, this opens that up. How do you tackle that? I mean, I mean, how do you get the scope of it? I mean, you know, because it, it sounds overwhelming to me, to be honest with you, with 30 different manufacturers. How many different products do you sell? Um, I think we're around... I'd say around 350 to 400 now at this and, point. And on how many different sites? Um, I only sell, well, I sell on my primary site. Um, I, I sell on, I, I did try to try it on Amazon for a little bit, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, Amazon is very customer friendly. Not that I'm not. No, I understand. You know, there's, yeah. yeah they... There's fees involved and, you know they're not gonna they're gonna side with the customer and it can be really expensive i sell expensive products so i just i quickly stop that um that's not me is it no that's me sorry <laughs> sorry um so i quickly stopped that i was like i can't do amazon anymore and i don't need amazon really um and then i actually um i had an opportunity recently um where i purchased a competitor's site oh. so i purchased that um it's it's in a much it's it's got a it's got a lot of opportunity but it's it's um it's much 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 slower but i partnered with someone on that i said the only way i'm going to take this store is if i have someone that can do the operations and um, i have a partner on that and they're doing the operations so i already have the knowledge i have the the call center i can plug them into that store mm -hmm. um so i have an advantage i have good relationships with a lot of the vendors i work with so it's just a matter of just executing on a lot of basic things with that store just to get it to a better, a more profitable level so we can, you know, I can make it worth that while for that operator too. Does it have the same issue like now or is that, are you uncovering the same issue where the warranty issues and things like that or, you know, just delays and shipping and all the rest of that jazz? Is it? Um, I mean, it's, it's the same brands really. Okay, so, so, so yes, then the answer is yes, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, so so this is a common pain point then, and if you can solve that, then again, you know, it's funny, you're just going to be able to, to buy another company and apply this, like that whole section, that pain that you went through of answering the calls, and then you had a call center, that would have been a barrier to entry to buying that in the past, right? But now you're like, yeah, no big deal. We just plug them in, right? You're just plugged right into our uh, call center. I mean, that's, a, that's pretty cool. So when you figure this other one out, when, because you will figure it out, when you do, man, you know, I, I, I can't wait to hear the other barriers, but that just makes it even more doable to scale, correct? Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're, well... I think the plan, like in my head, I think this is what I want to do is I want to get both of these stores to a certain level, but I'm thinking into next year, 2023, I can sell them as a bundle to uh, like an investor and just exit. That's kind of like what I'm thinking now. I didn't think about that for the longest time, um, but when I'm running the numbers and thinking about what the payout could potentially be, I think I'm starting to lean more towards that. Uh, it's funny. I, there's another gentleman um, who he'll be on in a couple of weeks. I've had him on before, and uh, it's it's a crazy story. But we were just having this conversation because if you go to Flippa or any of the other, what is it, Quiet Empire Flippers? Yeah, Empire Flippers. There's an, um, 
light, quiet light or quiet street or light, I forget what their name is. It's another one that, that has a bunch of drop shipping companies, all those different things that are for sale out there. And, you know, in the past, you know, it's like, oh, anybody can do this. Well, you're proof to say, no, not anybody can do this and do it well because there are problems. These are not just completely hand off, hands off unless you have this process in place. So that skill set that you've developed, if you, I mean, that, that takes that barrier to end, not that barrier to entry, that takes that, um, that pain away and you will get an investor only that would be interested in it because there truly would be pretty much hands off, correct? That's the ultimate goal. Once I get these people, you know, this person in place, um, you know, I'd like for it to be like a turnkey investment for someone. And again, you're looking again to stay within the U.S. You know, the other the other point about using overseas, there is a cultural difference, too. So if, if uh, let's just say I have a desk in my office and we're selling desks, uh, desks here, because I have a giant office, I think are different than some of the smaller apartment desks in, in the Philippines or places like or Japan specifically or stuff like that. So you do have to be cognizant of culture. It does play into these uh, conversations when you're talking to customers. Hmm. All right, so you're tackling this problem. This is new, and you're you're just starting to approach it, correct? Uh, yeah. So what what's the thinking? What what do you you're you're going to hire somebody and then put together like FAQs for outbound calling, kind of? Um, I need to create a uh, just some some SOPs for this new person, like what they're going to be doing. So. I would say SOPs on um, dealing with like the vent, the vendor, the, the warranty issues, returns, um, the, you know, the, the different processes for each brand that I carry. So lay that all out and like an SOP and then also a system in place as far as communicating back orders and keeping customers informed. So they don't think we just took their money and ran away from some company they found online. That's another thing that, um, that needs to be done. And do you have uh, a CRM system currently? Um, or is that an issue? I don't really have a, I don't have a, a good one now. Okay. But I, that's another thing, too, that I'm working on, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that seems to be the place you're going to have to be able to solve it because the communication between, you know, all the different – we use uh, Zendesk uh, for a lot of what we do. But – you know, it's not the best. It's really inconvenient to find things and stuff. So, so finding that CRM system is going to be a, a pretty critical one for what you're describing, especially to communicate outbound calling to your inbound takers, because that that has to they have to talk. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's kind of, I guess, I mean, we kind of have like a, I guess, a CRM system in a way, um, but it's not. It's not really that. It could be better. Um, there's a, there's something that people use. Um, with Shopify that I'm going to, I actually, tr I tried it a while ago. What's it? What it is it? What is it? We use Shopify. Uh, it's called gorgeous. Have you heard of it? Well, thank you. Um, nobody's ever called me gorgeous. I've never been accused <laughs> of that in my life. No, I'm not. So I'm, I'm interested to look at it. So it, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It, um, it will, once you hook, you hook it up to all of your, um, like your email, um, social media, SMS, everything. So anytime, a a customer sends something to you through whether it's through email, SMS, uh, they comment on the social media post. That's all put into like one kind of like area, so you can respond directly to that. You can reply through to SMS through that. You can respond to their social media, whatever they said on social media. 
um, all the e all the emails, all that stuff is put into one category for that one customer. Oh, neat. And then you market right out of there. Everything's marketed out of there, and it links yeah, you into just, your. Yeah, you can respond and do everything right from there. You don't have to log into your email. You have to log into social media. None of that stuff. You can do it all from there. It, it brings up a question. You know, if I again, when I started this talk off with you, I said, you know, four years ago, you were basically generally doing the same thing, and and some of that sounds like it's true, but it doesn't sound like it anymore, Kellen. The more I sit and listen and listen to you, you're not. You're not, you're, you're the, uh, when I think of an orchestra, you're the orchestra leader at this point. You don't have all the players out there yet. Clearly, you got to fill in a few, you know, empty seats, but you're really becoming a director. Is that, would you say that's your best skill set? Yeah, so um, actually at the, at the, uh, the business mastery I just did, they, they basically said there's three types of business owners. There's the artist, um, that's one. The other is the, um, like the manager. And then the other one is just like the, the entrepreneur. And what they mean by that, the artist is someone that's creative and does creative stuff. Uh, maybe like um, creative ways to grow your business, for example. The manager like keeps everyone in order and like keeps everything, you know, uh, keeps a, you know the, the machine running. And then the entrepreneur is more of the risk taker. Um, I, I think I'm more of like the manager, I would say. Oh, really? Not yeah. not the risk taker. Um, I think I, I think I have a little bit of all of all three, but I think I'm manager is probably the more predominant trait for me. Do you enjoy that? Um, I think so. I, I used to manage restaurants for like 11 years before I got became an entrepreneur, and I think that it's a skill that I have. Like I know how to. I know how to motivate and kind of get like the key players in my back pocket to use them. Hmm. Um, and I think that's a skill that's kind of hard to teach. It sounds really simple, but some people aren't good at that. I think that's something that I'm good at though. Hmm. All right. So I'm going to take a break and then I want to come back. I want to continue back on that mastery because it sounds like you learned some more things. And I think, you know, again, four years basically doing the same thing, but now really finding the part of the business that he's better at and driving more there. I think that's a huge lesson and I got to take it on myself. So let me take a break. We'll be right back. I suggest you pause and go back and listen to a little bit of what we were talking about. You know, can you see some of what Kellen talks about in your own business and in your own life? Can you adjust? Can you, are you willing to, to take what you're doing right and build on it? Um, so hard, so hard get so distracted and I'm absolutely guilty of it. So anyway, let's get back into the podcast. Really good. And we're back. Um, and again, I'm inward reflecting with the way I left that um, when we when we left off. You know, the fact that you're dialing it in on yourself, you know, I, I can't stop but thinking about that you're continually investing in your best resource, you. And you're saying you're a work in progress. Kevin, that, that hurts to hear. You're not perfect. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone's perfect, but I'm striving to be the best version of myself. I can say that. How does that affect your family, um, this investment, you know, in, I mean, because you're time away. What does it do for your relationships? Um, you didn't think I, I was going to go there, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, I would say one thing um, that my wife always says to me is, like, I'm always on my phone checking emails. Mm. Um, 
you know, maybe uh, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm very reactive to things like I, I, which is a bad, it's a bad, that's a good and bad thing, but mostly bad. Like a lot of things don't need to be attended to immediately, but I'm the type of person I want to let's squash it and do it now. Hmm. Let's respond to this email, send that email right now. I, I, I don't, I usually don't wait. Um, so yeah, that, that affects like my personal life more um, because it just, it's, it's unhealthy to be like that mm. for sure. Did Tony address a lot of that in that business mastery that, you know, your relationship with your partner, your life partner, how, how important say, that is? I would say that I wouldn't say that was necessarily addressed, but the common theme from majority of the people is most, most of these people that, that attended are operators and not business owners. Interesting. And where and do they? I, and I am one of those. <laughs> okay, and so are you? Are you going to stay an operator, or are you absolutely. trying to become an investor someday? I'm absolutely not going to stay an operator. Oh, okay, operator. okay, right. And so then, hence, uh, so operators not the manager leader, operators in the trenches answering the calls. Right? Is that the best example? Yeah, or, yeah, or just doing like things that you know. Like I, I've known that I've needed to. I've known I've needed to hire this person and outsource some of these tasks for a long time. Just like with the call center, I knew I needed someone to answer the phone for probably a year, year and a half, and I just was too nervous to pull the trigger. And I finally got over that fear, and I did it. And I'm glad I did. And now I've, I have another bottleneck. And I've known, I've known I need to do the same thing. It's the same. It's a very similar pattern. And it's just a matter of me getting over that fear. But I'm, I'm doing it. Like, I, I you know, I, I put my stake in the ground last night. I'm doing it. It's, there's no turning back at this point. And my, um, my wife works with me. She, she actually she left her job about a year ago hmm. and to work with me. My wife is very smart. She brings a lot to the table. But we didn't really know exactly how she fit in. Um, so she would help with certain things, but now we have a very clear vision. Like we know what, we know what her role is. We know what we need to do. And I'm, I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that we're going to grow this business. We're going to increase at least 30%, I think this year. Did, did she figure out her role in the business? I mean, did it become obvious, uh, or did you have to guide her there? Um, honestly, I would say, got <laughs> to go back to this, but this training we just attended really opened our eyes to um, what we need to do. Oh, like, she went to it also. Oh yeah, she attended it oh, with me. Dude, that's a that's a pro move right there. It's, I mean, it's, it's powerful. Yeah, how do you it's get powerful. how do you get buy in without giving them the opportunity? I have a friend of ours, uh, somebody you know. He we're going to an event together, and he's bringing six people, including himself. Like. He's investing, like no partial, just come back and teach everyone. No, 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 no. If they're, you know, uh, interested in that, you're going all in. Dude, that's such a smart move. So she, this really helped you guys get clarity. Absolutely. Dude, oh, I love it. Now I'm going to have to go out and bring my wife to mine. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, it is. It, it, my, my one friend's advice for my, when, when my wife came into our business full time, he's like, don't tell her what to do. Let her find out what she likes and what she's good at. And I must admit, she's taken pieces of our business that I used to spend a lot of time on. I don't even think about them anymore. Once in a while, I'll coach and they'll come with a question. But generally speaking, it's like, All right, whatever you're going to do, you handle it. You know, no worries. And we're growing. So 
I think that's that's, that's awesome. sage advice. All right, so you you go there, you get some guidance. What else did it did it also help identify other shortcomings that you have? Um, or areas yeah. to improve. Maybe that's a better way to say it because I don't want to sound like you know what you're doing. You're you're clearly doing most right, right? And so you're yeah. now trying to get the fine fine pieces. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a lot of stuff. I mean, it's it's pretty intense. I mean, there's a lot of. I don't know if you ever attended one of. I've never been to any of Tony's stuff. I mean, it's it. You know, it. It's this is my second one. I've done another one before. It's more of like kind of like a. It's called Unleash the Power Within, and uh, that's more of like a. Um, just grow yourself per, as a person, um, and these these events that he holds are intense i mean they're like five days long and it's probably about 65 70 hours in five days i mean they're very long days it's tiring like it's really tiring and it's mentally it's like a mental boot camp but if you can get through if you can tough it out and get through it then you i think you feel like all this other stuff that was like a an issue before you're like this is not even an issue anymore like you're is it it really strengthens it strengthens your your mental muscle Hey, let me ask you this: Is uh, not, you know, I'm sure there was another Amazon seller there, but generally speaking, they're not the same business that you're in. And so, are your mastermind, where your growth and your from coming from masterminding, is it coming from non other Amazon sellers or you know e-commerce sellers, um, just other business owners who happen to maybe they're selling virtual products or you know whatever, um, or where are you getting your best stuff from? Um, you know, I, I would say most of the people that I mastermind with, they're pretty much always in e-commerce, but okay. that's not really necessary. And I'm realizing that more and more. I mean, at the end of the day, business is business. So it, it's, you don't need that. I think you just need to put yourself around other business owners, you know, like being within proximity of these people will makes a big difference. Gary Ray always says this. He's like, you know, you already know what to do. You already got the model. So now just go do it. But that doesn't help you when you have customer service issues because not everybody else deals with it, with your business versus all the other e-commerce people that generally Amazon handles that or eBay if they handle that. So what you're describing is, I mean, what it sounds to me like is you already know what you're doing, but it's this other stuff. That's where you get your help from these outside people, right? Yeah, and I think sometimes it's it's even just hearing an outside perspective because, you know, for example, if you only talk to only other people in e-commerce, we all have the same kind of mentality about certain aspects of our business. So if you talk to someone else outside of it, they might say, well, why don't you try doing this? And you're, you might think, well, I never thought of it that way. That's a good idea. So they give you a different perspective on things, too. I wonder if there's a reason that somebody wouldn't be willing to do that, to go out and talk to that different group. But you're saying that's where that's where your gold is lately, right? That's because you're filling you're you're ninety percent there. That last ten percent has got to be so hard, right? Dialing in what you're describing has got to be so hard. And by putting yourself out there, dude, I love it. I think there's real value there. I yeah, and if you ever heard of Aaron Walker, he's uh you from the top, super amazing, iron sharpens iron guy. And he's there's a couple of Amazon guys in there and he's always saying, Steve, you gotta come, you gotta come and it's all men and you gotta come and, and, and do this. It's really gonna help you build it up. And I'm always like, Well, but they're not Amazon guys or not, you know, e commerce and I, I think as I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm like, That's probably where I need help. I have employees. I've got 
employee issues or I've got HR issues or I've got uh, warehouse lease issues or, you know, how do you handle this and how do you handle that? You know, um, I think it's smart. I think uh, I think you're bringing up some really good examples when you when you think of your growth and you've had really strong growth. Is it because you're dialing like one problem at a time, maybe two? Or are you trying um, to fix six problems right now? No. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, that can be, that, that's when you can overwhelm yourself. Okay. So it is better to obviously just to focus on one thing at a time and, and really tackle one thing at a time and then sort of, you know, get something in place for that and then go to the next thing. And like you said, it could shine a spotlight and have, and having your wife there, does that give you, I get confident, more confident with my wife. I'm pretty confident, but having her here, and she sees it, you know, when I brought the job home before, she sees it. So it's part of her, too. It seems that for communication for us, it really helps. Yeah, it's, it's I, my confidence level of where we're going is, is way higher than I ever thought it would be. I mean, I, 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 there's no doubt in my mind, like, we're not, we're unstoppable now. <laughs> does, she, does she look at you different, dude? Come on. Come on. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know if she looks at me different, but I think she, she understands like just the. I think she understands more of my determination. Maybe she has a different uh, appreciation for it than she did previously. All right. Um, I, again, I'm sitting back and I'm thinking about like the takeaways that I'm getting from this. It is uh, deal with those issues, right? Deal with them. You know what they are. We all know what they are. Actually, deal with them, and don't be afraid that they're going to uncover some other issues that you have some others that you probably acknowledge but you didn't think they were a big deal but like you say with money when you have more money more problems right that's what happened and the problems get bigger and so by able to deal with that and then i think investing in yourself is one of those places where we're so busy i mean literally as soon as i'm done with this i have another call we will be so busy and this is where the miss is right um what what's your plan then to invest in yourself next? You came back from this thing. You got a whole bunch of new ideas. You got problems to deal with. What are you going to do next? Um, well, I already had this in plan in motion um, a little while ago, but um, at the end of this month. Uh, so one thing that's really helped my business, and, and especially in like e-commerce and nowadays, is video. People mm. want people want to. People don't like to read. <laughs> they want to watch a video. So so give me an example of video, meaning uh, uh, repair video, warranty issues, or demonstration video. I think all of that can help. But, <laughs> all of but, it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I earlier last year in March, um, I I wanted to get some, some videos made of uh, some some of the brands that I have. Um, some of the companies I work with supply their own videos, um, but some of them don't. And I wanted, so I, I actually, I hired a videographer and we oh, went yeah. to visit um, three warehouses uh, in the March of last year. And um, I'm on the video <laughs> and uh, it's, I'm wearing like my branded, uh, my company's name and we're doing, uh, you know, doing a product demonstration and just kind of going over the benefits of the, the video. It, it, I mean, this guy does a great job. And, and, um, we, I think we ended up doing about 30 videos in like two days, really long days. And, uh, I put them on my site 
but they're branded to me. It also shows that we have a relationship with that. Yeah, with you're that, more that partners. Vendor. Yeah, you're a partner now. It, yeah, it adds trust to the customer. The customer feels more confident purchasing. Purchasing that you're at the warehouse, you're visiting, and you know they they show it shows the relationship and and also in, in e-commerce and you have your own site. Uh, a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people that sell the same products that I sell, but this is mine. No one can steal it from me because it's I'm in the video. Like my company name, it's branded to my company. Um, so um, I actually have another brand that um, I'm going to. We went to visit that those warehouses, um, but then at the end of, of this month, the beginning of next month, we're going to, um, he has a really nice studio in Florida, so we're going down to Florida, and one of my one of my vendors is sending their product to his warehouse, or to his studio, and we're gonna get very professional videos made with, with like the green screen, and he has like a professional turntable, and um, we're gonna get that made. And then we're also, another, in addition to that, so on the on the um, the product, they're like Shopify calls them collection pages. So they're like pro the product type pages, or the product brand pages. Um, so on the product type pages, um, we're gonna create videos for each product type. Um, I have text in there now, but it's gonna be a video explaining this certain type of product, like why you need this and why you want this. And um, my goal is to get a video made for every single product type that I have. So it just helps people make a decision. And I'll stop, I'll start at the very top, kind of like top of the funnel with it too. So um, what I sell in general is it's it's um, it's a basic need that everyone needs, or not that everyone needs, but like a lot of people need this basic need. And it explains an overview of like, there's a, and overall there's just two types, but then there's, you can get really specific about those two types. So it's just going to kind of bring them down the funnel, which is which is the right type for you. Okay, well, once you select that type, what about the subcategories of that specific type? Do you need this specific pro type of product of that product, if that makes and, sense? And in an essence, is it that upselling, right? Because you're dialing it in, right? Some might be more expensive, but that's what they want, right, or need. Um, it's more so just finding something that is exactly, like, what do you need? Like, what do you need specifically? What do you for your really situation? need? Yeah, there's yeah, lots of need? options. What do you really need? And it's different. Yeah, and, and they could, and the information's there. Like, they could read it, but again, They're people, not, yeah. people, people are more receptive to video than reading. How about uh, on that? I mean, two, two, about a hundred questions came to mind, but there are two I think that are important. One is, what was the vendor's reaction when you said, "Hey"? I want to come, like, because they sell to all other kinds of people. Have they apparently, I mean, were they like, wait, you want to come and see us? And yeah. we're not we're not paying for it, and you're going to just do this? And then the second question it comes to is, um, did you see an improvement in sales in the ones that you, you added your own video to? Uh, well, the first question I would say that, um, so there's three different suppliers I visited, and um, two of them were, were pretty, were, were very receptive and I wasn't the first person to do that. Thing. Oh, okay. There, there's, there's some heavy hitters in my industry. So I'm like the, uh, you know, I'm the up and coming. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I, you know, I think they appreciated that, you know, I'm taking an extra effort of, you know, they have a lot of dealers that sell their products, so they don't see people doing this kind of stuff. So I think they, they appreciated that. Like one of the, one of the companies, when we went to their warehouse, it was a long day. And they bought us lunch, and they came in and checked on us a lot, and and they were really cool about it. Um, the other one, they 
you know, their their culture, their company, they're old. They've been around for like 40 years or something, and they weren't the same. They just were like, all right, here's our here's our showroom, and they just put us in there. They never came in and checked on us or anything like that. But the other companies were more like, hey, you guys doing all right? You need any help? You know, can I get you something to drink? They were appreciative because we're, we're helping us, but we're helping them too well, at the same it, time. Like you just said, people want to see videos, so they're more likely to buy. So they're visionary enough to realize like this is going to help sales and we all win right that's the, you know. exactly so old school is like well you know we're the big cheese you know that you wonder how companies get disrupted or industries get disrupted that's an example yeah yeah and, and then the second part of the question as far as um has it helped um yes it's helped um, i don't have like statistics because like these are uploaded to my uh the company youtube channel so I can't tell if someone found that video on YouTube and necessarily converted. Well, I guess you can, but but those videos are pr- placed on these specific product pages. So I I know that they work because I've sold plenty of products that I didn't sell or barely sold before, and I think there's a direct correlation yeah, to why I'm selling them now. We get a lot of that when they call and they'll be like, hey, I saw your video on this, but I have an extra question. And then, you know, we'll take that note and we'll send it off to one of the guys. It's like, can you get a video on this? And they'll answer that question for the future. But that tells that they're watching the videos. And I agree. I think it's I think it's just so smart. Oh, dude, Sean was right. You are doing big things. He was so pumped. He was so excited because um, he recognizes it. And I just I just love four years later. You're still doing it, but way different, way different and <laughs> successful, more successful. So um, last question, you know, when you if, you, if you had to give one piece of advice to somebody uh, because they're stuck, they've been, maybe they've been doing the same thing for four years and they're not getting the same results that you're talking about, Kellen, and you're not bragging, you're not, you're not boastful about it. What would, what would be your piece of advice? Um, I, I think it's important to to innovate and experiment um, and really try to, I don't really know if I like the term thinking outside the box, but it's kind of like that. So just try to, try to like, you, like you mentioned earlier, try to be disruptive, you know, be disruptive to your industry, um, you know, do something that other people aren't doing. Did I lose you, Stephen? No, you didn't. No, you got you me. Didn't. I mean, it, 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 what you're saying, I mean, I, I literally, when you said that, be disruptive, I literally thought about Jeff Bezos selling books on the Internet, in that picture of him in that little stupid desk he had when he started out, and he completely disrupted the industry, exactly what you're saying. He tried something. He was innovative. That's yeah, what you're describing I, to me. Yeah, like I, I just, um, I don't know, like things like, for example, when I when I visited these these uh, like these warehouses, and it's not even just from that. Sometimes, like establishing the, these relationships with these people and getting to know them, and you know, we always send them like Christmas gifts, like cookies and stuff like that, just to we were trying to build like a good rapport. But you know, sometimes you you learn stuff that like about a product that maybe they don't really advertise that the perception of that benefit is something that is important to someone. And it's like no one, no competitor even mentions this. Mm. So it's like you should talk about that and highlight that because that's important. And it's surprising sometimes. It's like why don't 
why doesn't anyone talk about this? Or the manufacturer even talk about this one specific benefit of owning this product. It's like, you should talk about that because no one else is doing it. Like little things like that or... Um, and that maybe, came from your innovation of going there because I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know anybody else in our world and my little circle that's doing what you're describing. I know other people who are doing videos, but to get out there and to their partners like that and spend the money and you know give up the time, that's innovation and look at what you're getting from it. <laughs> and thanks. And I mean, another thing too would be, I would say, um, just this is just an example maybe to get people's gears churning, but like... Um, you know, adding something else like another selling proposition, like uh, whatever you sell, maybe you can include something for free as a part of a bundle to like entice them a little bit more. Oh, this comes with the free, I don't know. You're solving the, the other problem. problem. It's like Amazon always says, people also bought this, right? So if you bought a desk, hey, people also bought a chair, Kellen, right? And so yeah. you're adding it in for free. You're solving their problem. They don't have to pick that up. Yeah. It's already solved. Yeah, like some of my, some of my, uh, some of the suppliers I use, they don't, they don't include labor with the warranty. Um, they, they'll send you the part, but they don't include labor. So if you have profit built in, just include labor, like pay for it, you know, and that's just a, something, and no one else is offering free labor, you know, like, or one year of labor with it, like things like that, you know, just try to think differently than what other people are doing. That's a confidence, uh, oh, that's so smart. Dude, he was right. Super cool. We're not going to make it four years till you come back because I'm really excited to see how you get this next problem solved. I'm really interested to see, you know, where you have to mentally keep track of how you approach it, how you dice it apart, and then how you put it back together because I'm going to be interested in that. Um, I'll uh, put your contact information out there on this uh, episode uh, for Facebook. But um, I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear what you do next. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. All right. Well, that was a really good one. Again, I, I think that you got to keep things in perspective. If you, you're not, everybody doesn't do everything right, but when you find something you're doing right, do more of that, right? That's it. Uh, Dan quoted me, um, Dan uh, Wentworth quoted me, let's make the next right decision. Uh, what's the next right decision? Even if you made a whole bunch of bad ones, let's make the next right one and the one after and the one after, and you're going to build um, all of a sudden you're going to have a pattern and then you're going to have some success and then you wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. Even when you stumble, okay, pause, make the next right decision. Um, we always like to say the third drink is a bad decision, right? So stop thinking the third drink, right? So let's make the next right decision. Uh, thanks for listening and uh, really appreciate you. Um, remember, the fourth one this season, I think I started to get uh, a little better. So uh, bear with me and uh, love to talk with you. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.